Hey Westside family, my name is Eric Johnson and I serve on the production team. Thanks for joining us for this week's message. We hope you are blessed by what God has been speaking to us through our pastors and leaders, and we pray this leads you into an even more intimate relationship with Jesus. Love you guys and enjoy. So I'm going to start a, a, a if if it goes a, a, for for what I think it's going to go, a kind of a a three message talk. So uh, starting tonight, be tonight, next Wednesday, and the following Wednesday, uh, on ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to do. Uh, so tonight I'm going to talk to you about having ears to hear, and we're going to basically look at the Gospel of John. Uh, chapter 27, verses 20, or no, John chapter 12, excuse me, verses 27 uh, through 30. Uh, and then we're just going to kind of break it down and then close uh, on another area uh, of Scripture. So let's go ahead and read this. We have some, some slides uh, that, uh, that allow you to see. Now my soul, this is Jesus speaking, now my soul is troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice from heaven, I have glorified it and will glorify it again. The crowd that was there and heard it said it had thundered. thundered. Others said an angel had spoken to him. Jesus said the voice was for your benefit, not for mine. There's four points that I want to bring out uh, of, this, of, of these few verses. It gives us a really good idea and a really good thought process on hearing God or not hearing God. So the first thing that we have to notice uh, in this area of Scripture is that God spoke in an audible way. Now, to go along with, with recognizing that, we also have to realize where this is at in the Bible. Number one, this was in the New Testament. It's not in the Old Testament. There is a thought out there that God only spoke in this manner in the Old Testament. And we, will, we can honestly say that we, have, we, we, we see God speaking audibly more in the Old Testament uh, by far than in the New Testament. But we have to recognize that God has not just closed his mouth just because we have entered into an age of grace, which is the age of the New Testament. So we see that this was in the New Testament, and God spoke audibly. We also have to see that Jesus was filled with the Spirit, and of course Jesus was filled with the Word. There is also a thought that, goes, that, that is out there that says God will not speak audibly because we have his word to lead and guide us, which the second half of that is true. Uh, and there is also a thought that God may not necessarily, necessarily speak audibly because we have the spirit that uh, leads us, guides us, and directs us. And, but what we have to see, this was in the New Testament, Jesus was filled with the Spirit. Jesus was filled with the Word. Like a lot of us, we are definitely all of us in the New Testament. We are filled with the Spirit if we are a believer. And if we apply ourselves, we are filled with the Word. 
And so therefore, there is an opportunity, there is a position, there is a chance for God to speak to us in the same fashion that he spoke to Jesus at this time in the Bible. But, can you say but? But it is not the rule of thumb. So, in all reality, there is an order. Order, there is a way that God speaks uh, to his children. Uh, First and foremost, it's through his word. Uh, It can be, like I've taught before, uh, just the Logos word, which is the word you read. God always speaks to us through his word. It can be a rhema word, which is a revelational word. It's one scripture applied to your circumstance. So you can be going through something. You can read something in the Bible, and God speaks to you concerning your circumstance according to that particular area of verse or area of Bible that you're reading. That is a rhema word. It's a revelational word for the time and the season in which you are in, and it is for you. It is not theological. It is not to build a denomination. It is not to build anything upon except for what you are going through. And then last but not least, God still speaks with an audible voice. Now, I've never experienced this, but I have met people, and I've actually talked with people in our church that has experienced and has heard the audible voice of God. So that's the first thing we have to see when we're looking at this section of Scripture and when we are considering ears to hear is the different ways that God speaks through his word, through his spirit, and audibly. Now, something I I, I didn't really hit is how does God speak to us through his spirit? It can be through revelation. It can be through a prophet. It can be through a message that a preacher or a pastor speaks. It could be through an analogy of something uh, in, in, in the natural. God can use... People, God can use nature, God can use really anything to speak to us. What we have to know and what we have to realize, whether God speaks to us via spirit or God speaks to us via an audible sound, it will never, 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 can you say never? It will never oppose his written word. Never, ever oppose his written word. So number two, one of the things we see in the scripture is that God heard it, or I'm sorry, not God, the crowd heard it, but not everybody recognized what it was. Let me say that again. So God spoke, the crowd heard it, but not everybody heard what it was. God can speak to a church and not everybody hears what God is saying. God can be speaking to his people in the season in which they are in, but yet not everybody will hear that. Now there's three sounds that basically we come across in this area of scripture. We we come across the sound of thunder, the sound of an angel, and the actual sound of God's voice. The Bible says that some thought it was thunder. Some thought it was an angel speaking to Jesus. But then Jesus said, 
What you heard is not for me, it's for your benefit. So there had to be those that realized it was not thunder. There was those that realized it was not an angel and those that realized that it was God. Because you cannot benefit from God speaking to you if you do not know that God is, not, is, that God is speaking to you. Does that make sense? So when God speaks, some people will think it's something totally different than it really is. Some people is going to get it mixed up, and then some people is going to know exactly what it is. So it shows us that not all people hear God's voice, and not all people knows God's voice. Sad to say, but not all believers have ears to hear. Just because God speaks, it doesn't, and just because one might carry the name, the label, or the experience of being born again, as the word says, doesn't mean everybody has ears to hear. Some people just don't care. They're saved. They want to come to church. They definitely don't want to go to hell. But they just don't care about hearing the voice of God. Some people don't want the responsibility of it. Because when God speaks, we hear and we know there immediately becomes a responsibility to receiving his word, applying his word, and acting upon his word. Some people haven't learned it. So they're at the people that heard the three different things, out of some of those people, some of them had learned what the voice of God sounded like, how the voice of God spoke, and what it was saying when it was speaking. Now, the third thing is some had ears to hear. And what it says there in Scripture is that for the ones that knew what it was and who it was coming from, benefited. Being able to hear, being able to know the sound of God's voice immediately establishes and creates for us a benefit. For Jesus said, this voice was for your benefit, not mine. So being able to hear the voice of God is really, really important on our journey of faith. Whether that voice be the voice of God that comes from the Word whether that voice be the voice that comes from his spirit or whether that voice be the voice when God wants to give us a special occasion and he speaks audibly for us. However and whatever, there is a benefit to us when it comes to recognizing the voice of the spirit or the voice of God, excuse me. Some of those benefits, number one is wisdom. Knowing what to do in life according to God's will. That's wisdom. Another benefit is knowledge. 
How many of you have just had a light bulb experience? Out of nowhere, you received knowledge about a circumstance uh, that maybe was going on in your life or going on in someone else's life. Just like, ding Or maybe you was reading scripture and you really didn't understand it. And all of a sudden, it was as if God himself revealed, revealed uh, the knowledge of the area of scripture that, was, that you was looking at. Anybody? Knowledge. If you didn't understand or know the voice of God, you wouldn't be able to, on your own, understand divine wisdom, understand divine knowledge, and therefore receive divine understanding. I'm very big praying and seeking in my life divine, and I emphasize divine, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. I want divine wisdom. Wisdom that goes beyond the intellect and the mind of man. I want divine knowledge. I don't want just to know what I know. I want to have the mind and the insight of God for my life, my family, the church, and so forth. And I want divine understanding. If you have any of those without the other, you don't have the totality and the fullness of the mind of God. The Bible says that God created life through wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. When we're able to hear, recognize, understand, and discern the voice of God in our life, one of the immediate benefits is wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Another benefit is faith. Hearing the voice of God can just be like a faith booster. Just boom. You can be on the doubtful side. You can be on the worrying side. You can be on the, the, on the side that has some fear. And in your prayer or in your quiet time or maybe out of nowhere, God speaks to you and your faith is increased. And instead of thinking, is this going to happen? Instead of doubting what's going to happen, you know that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that whatever you need, whatever you are aspiring for, whatever is in your heart, is going to take place. And it all came from the ability to hear and recognize the voice of God in a circumstance that you just needed some faith. Another one is peace. All hell can be breaking loose, but hearing the voice of God can give you a peace that passes all understandings. You can be going, another one is authority. You could be going through something in your life where you just, you just feel beat up by the devil, haunted by the devil, condemned by the devil, overcome by the devil, oppressed by the devil, and all of a sudden, the voice of God can give you a word of authority. And you can rise up and be like, no, not today, Satan. 
and bind up and rebuke that joker and have this authority that comes over you that you didn't have by your own means. I've, I've been praying for people and I just knew there was a stronghold there. And I just like, I couldn't break the stronghold. I couldn't break the stronghold. And all of a sudden, a word came to me and it was a word of knowledge for what this person was going through and what accompanied that word of knowledge was authority. And I was able to speak to the condition for what it really was and the authority of God came out of my mouth and out of my spirit and I was able to bind up that stronghold and that person was able to get free. Why? Because the voice of God in my spirit gave me the authority over that demon. Amen? Friendship. The Bible says that God spoke to Moses as Help me out, help me out. As a, come on, get, if, if, if you know it, know it, shout it. This is elementary, you guys. As a friend, you, you're shaking your head, Tiffany, you know it. <laughs> oh, everybody's whispering. It ain't no time to be shy. Ain't no time to be shy. As a friend speaks to a friend. You want to become friends with God? Get to know his voice. Can't be a friend without communication. Right? One of the benefits of knowing his voice is friendship. Intimacy. Some people, when you say intimacy in a marriage, immediately thinks of the physical benefit of a marriage. And we, we all know what, what that is. And that is a blessing. But a true benefit of marriage is intimacy that comes when a married couple is able to share their deepest concerns their deepest desires, their most intimate thoughts and ideas. That's when true intimacy comes. Same way with God. When we're able to share the depth of our soul with God and we're able to hear God speak to us concerning his heart, it creates intimacy. I can go on and on. It creates another benefit is depth getting deeper in our relationship with God. Another benefit is revelation. It's getting a revelation from the Lord. So we see, and I'm just breaking the surface, surface, for those who has the ears to hear, has a full array of benefits when it comes to their faith and when it comes to their walk with God. The fourth thing that we see right here is that God spoke to Jesus, but yet it wasn't for Jesus. Sometimes God wants to speak to us, but yet what he says to us is not for us. It'll be for the benefit of somebody else. Right on? 
ears to hear. It's so important that we all have ears to hear. The Bible says, the sheep know my voice. God wants you and I to have an ear to be able to hear, to be able to recognize, and to be able to act upon his voice. Now let's jump to another section. The last couple Sundays I've been preaching about uh, Peter in the boat, stepping out of the boat, walking on water. So let's, let's jump in that for a second, and let's look at something that we haven't looked at over the last couple Sundays. So Matthew chapter 14, verse 25 through 29. I think we have it here. Good. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. Let me read the last two verses again, because this is really where it's at. The other is just context. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, You have to get that, Lord, if it's you. If, Lord, if. Peter was not 100% for sure. If it's you, when he first started this, he knew that there was a possibility of two or multiple voices. Command me to come to you on the water. And then Jesus said, come. The great battle of having ears to hear is knowing what voices is God and what's not. In Peter's case, was it a ghost or was it Jesus? See, Peter, in in, in my mind, Peter walking on water was not the only impressive thing here. But but Peter, having the ability to know the voice of God, maybe not as equally impressive, but for me, definitely impressive. And the reason why is because of the circumstance and the environment at hand. So we knew just by the word if. So when Peter, when the Bible says Peter said if, that immediately shows us that there's a possibility that this voice was or was not Jesus. And so that teaches us that he had to have the discernment and he had to have the ears that was already tuned and already able to recognize the voice of God. But yet the environment in which he was in was not so conducive to be able to hear and recognize the voice of the Lord. Number one, 
Jesus only said one word. Come. Come. One word that was basically half of a second. A half of a second worth of sound for Peter to determine whether or not this was the voice of the Jesus he knew or an imitator. That was from the spirit world. That wasn't the only thing. He was in the middle of a storm. So the waves was high and the wind was blowing hard. If you've ever been in the open ocean when the waves was high, it's not the quietest sound in the world. And if you've ever been out when there was a lot of wind, there was a lot of noise along with the sound of rolling or crashing waves. So here Peter heard one word in the middle of a lot of wind and in the middle of a lot of waves. But that wasn't the only thing. Peter was in a boat. And if you've ever been in a boat in the middle of a sea where there was a lot of waves and a lot of wind, the one thing you have is not quietness but a lot of noise because the sound of breaking and crashing waves against the boat itself is enough to kind of irritate you and to drown out all the other noise. So he not only just had a half second of Jesus' voice, he not only had the sound of the wind, he not only had the sound of waves, he not only had the sound of waves crashing against the boat, but he also had the sound of the boat itself and the people in the boat. Have you ever tried to hear or recognize a half-second sound of a voice when there was a lot of other noise surrounding and, 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 and being louder than it? The older you get, the harder it becomes. I will say that. But Peter, with the half-second sound of Jesus' voice, with the sound of wind, waves, water against the boat, and then the activity of the other fishermen in the boat. Do you think they were standing still? Do you think they were all quiet? There, was a, there were a bunch of loud-mouthed fishermen. Of course they wasn't quiet. Even in the craziness of the scene, he was able to recognize the articulation of Jesus' verbiage. Come. 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 I don't believe it was, uh, come! Don't believe, that wasn't, we don't read that that was Jesus' style. Right? You just don't get that. We, we, we get that Jesus was cool and laid back until there were some jokers trying to make a market out of his father's house, and then he got a little he got a little crazy, right? But for the most part, the, the imagery and the ideas that we get from Scripture about Jesus is he was just a laid back joker. Even when they were accusing him, he was just chilled. He was just easy going. So I don't, I, I don't get the idea that he was screaming because then that would have opposed the faith factor that, that Peter needed. Peter not only needed faith, check this out. Peter not only needed faith in Jesus, but Peter needed to develop faith in 
what he knew was the voice of Jesus. It's one thing to have faith in God. It's another thing to have faith in the voice that you believe is God. And oftentimes, that is the deciding factor on whether people goes or not, on whether people does or not. It's not that people don't believe that God is or can do it. So many times, people don't believe the voice that they're hearing is God. You're breathing. That's something for you to go home with tonight and chew on. I can just shut up, close my computer, go home, eat a bowl of cereal, and I did my job. <laughs> Think about it. I've, I've experienced it. I've experienced it in my own life and, 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 and with a lot of other people. They believe God can do miracles. But, it is, but when it comes to them taking a step of faith, it's not that they don't believe in God. It's that they have an issue believing that what they're hearing is the voice of God. And Peter blows me away right here because like Elijah, the Bible says Elijah heard the still, small voice of God in the midst of chaos. Peter was able to hear a quick small voice of God in the midst of chaos? Can we tune our ears to the voice of God so, so tightly, so close to where even in the midst of chaos and even in the midst of struggle and even in the midst of a storm, and even in the midst of a boat rattling and a whole lot of other people giving their opinion, can we tune our ears to the still small voice and make a step of faith based off of a still small, still small voice as opposed to a loud yell scream of God? This is what Peter did. See, for Peter, he was able to detect that. Why? Because it was the same voice that said, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. It was the same voice he heard when Jesus was teaching the multitudes. It was the same voice he heard when Jesus rebuked the first storm. Peace, be still. It was the same voice he heard when he told people, go sin no more. It was the same voice he heard when he cast out demons. It was the same voice he heard when he heard Jesus praying. Once we develop an ear for the way God speaks to us, that voice does not change for us. The way or the environment might change, but I can honestly say to you, in my life, the way that God spoke to me when I first said yes to ministry is the same way that God speaks to me almost 30 years later. 
I recognized his voice at about 18 or 19 years old. And the only thing that has changed is I used to need him to speak louder. And now I have a better ability to hear him whisper. Because I've recognized for me and how he speaks to me the sound of his voice and the way he communicates hasn't changed. And for Peter, the same voice he heard from the beginning is the same voice he heard in the storm, is the same voice he heard when Jesus restored him after failure, and it was the same voice he heard when Jesus was ascending. And it was the voice that gave him the faith to do everything he did after the death of Jesus Christ. Am I making sense? But if we don't develop an ear for the voice of God, then what happens is we have these experiences And some of these experiences, we don't know if they're God. We don't know if they're Satan. We don't know if they're other people. We don't know if they're our goodwill. And a lot of times, what we think could be God's voice could be Satan in disguise. It could be other people. It could be your goodwill. Or it could be God. And if we don't develop an ear for the Lord, when it comes to him leading, guiding, directing, and doing everything, and, and us getting in the benefits of hearing the voice of God, we're just kind of in and out of it, up and down. We're like a roller coaster ride. We're like a boat in the sea without oars, without an udder, and we're just tossed back and forth because we do not know the voice of God. And the first place to start when it comes to developing an ear for the voice of God is his word. Because you really can't get true directives from God without knowing his word. The next thing we have to do, and I'm closing with this, is we have to put ourselves in a position to hear his voice. Peter had put himself in positions to hear his voice. You have to have a desire to get to know God's voice. Moses put himself in a position to receive the word of the Lord. Joshua put himself in a position to receive the word of the Lord. Elijah put himself in a position to hear the word of the Lord. Jesus put himself in a position to hear the word of the Lord. You have to have a desire for God's voice. You have to be willing to be used by God. You have to seek God. 
You have to study or read God's word. You have to have times of worship with God. And you have to be willing to be obedient to God. And and those positions you to be able to hear the voice of the Lord. Am I making sense tonight? I personally believe that this is of a high priority or an are some utmost importance for us as believers just because of the time that we are in. What decisions you should be making socially? Maybe you don't know, but if you knew the voice of God, maybe you can find out. Amen? It's so important that we recognize the voice of the Lord. The Bible talks about a, about a great falling away in the last days. And if we don't know the voice of the Lord, there's a possibility that we could be some of the individuals that falls away from God. We could think we're following a Savior, but when we're following a fake, if we don't know the voice of God. Am I making sense? We have to have ears to hear. Amen? Let me pray for you. Bow your head, please. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word tonight. Develop in us ears to hear. Develop in us a heart that has a desire to get to know your voice, to get to know the sound of your voice, that has the willingness to react and act upon your voice. May we be like the sheep that truly understands the call of the shepherd, even when the shepherd whispers. And may we know and be able to discern the difference between a satanic voice and a godly voice, between the voice of outside influence and the voice of your spirit, the difference between our own thoughts and our own mind and your will for us that comes via your voice. Develop this in us, God. Develop this in us. so that we can be close, so that we can be intimate, so that we can be used, so that we can experience the benefits of having ears to hear. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope God spoke to you personally through this message and continues to encourage you throughout the coming weeks.